0: And welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 105 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about Trumponomics. So I'm feeling a little bit under the weather today, Uh, so if my voice sounds funny or if my voice cracks, then uh, you can know that it's because I have what the doctor described as a severe sinus infection. But I'm a hockey player, I play hurt, and I'm getting you this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head, even though I feel like crap, because I'm that dedicated, and basically because I had something I wanted to talk about today, so I just... Decided I'm going to go ahead and get this out. So I thought I would talk a little bit about the economy in general and Trumponomics in particular because I keep hearing Republicans talking about how great the economy is and how all the credit goes to Donald Trump. I mean, we've got great jobs numbers, and the stock market is is soaring, and uh, GDP is growing, and everything's great. And, you know, we've already made America great again because Trump has brought in these great economic policies, and, uh, you know, he just deserves all the credit in the world. And, of course, Donald Trump is uh, feeding into this because every time we get any kind of report, he hops on Twitter and takes credit for it. So when we got a jobs report... Uh, last week, and it was pretty good. You know, here's Trump talking about how oh, we've got these beautiful job numbers, and, and every time the stock market hits a new record, he talks about how, you know, this is great and this is my stock market. Here's the thing we were having basically these same types of numbers, these same trends, growing jobs, climbing stock market, you know, growing GDP. All of these numbers were climbing before Donald Trump took office. So, how is it now that he gets the credit? I mean, are we going to give Obama credit for what happened the last couple of years of his administration? And, eh, you know, I'm guessing that my Republican friends out there aren't going to really want to do that. But here's the thing. When Trump was a candidate and we were getting these numbers— he was singing a completely different tune. So, when we got these jobs reports, you know, he wasn't calling them beautiful. He was calling them phony numbers and uh, you know, saying we can't trust these government statistics and, you know, casting doubt upon the employment trends. And when the stock market was going up during the Obama administration, you know, Trump was uh, running it down. In fact, he called it during the campaign a big, fat, ugly bubble. And here's the reality. If it was a big, fat, ugly bubble then, right now what we've got is a bigger, fatter, uglier bubble. And and what's really sad, just from a political point of view, if you're really a Trump fan, he's setting himself up to take such a fall because he's taking credit for all of this stuff, and we are due for a crash. The crash is coming, you know— if I had to put a date on it, I would say within the next 18 months, the stock market's gonna crash. We're gonna be in the next recession, and everybody's gonna blame Trump, and he's not gonna be able to say a thing about it because he was taking credit for it uh, for the last year and a half. And you know, it's it's just not smart politics. He would have been better off to say when he was elected, look, you know, the economy is actually in a mess, and we're gonna go to great pains to fix it and there's going to be some bad stuff that's going to happen. That's what he should have done. But no, he had to take credit for everything. And so now he set himself up as the perfect fall guy. Now, here's the thing. None of this has anything to do with Donald Trump. And it doesn't really have anything to do with Barack Obama. All of this really focuses on the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is what... Is essentially driving the economy. Yes, regulations and taxes and all of those things, they certainly have uh, effects. And and I think that the fact that we've had some tax cuts, uh, we've had some optimism with Trump, I do think that has delayed the oncoming crash. But ultimately, nothing a president can do, nothing the Congress does, is going to overcome the power of the Federal Reserve's monetary policy. and. You know, The Fed basically, to try to put this into a simple nutshell, the Federal Reserve feeds business cycles. We saw this after the dot-com crash. We had a crash. The Federal Reserve lowered interest rates. It did quantitative easing. It pumped a bunch of money into the system. And all of that money, or a lot of that money, ended up going into the housing market. And it blew up a great big housing bubble. And then what happened when the Federal Reserve tried to Started to try to normalize interest rates again, the bubble popped. The whole thing collapsed, and we had the Great Recession of 2008. So, what did the Federal Reserve do? It did the exact same thing over again, except it did it even bigger. We got more quantitative easing, we got lower interest rates, we got more money shoved into the system, and once again, it's blown up a bunch of bubbles, primarily the stock market bubble. That's where we really see it, but there's also a bond bubble, uh, there's a, a student loan bubble. There's all kinds of bubbles in the economy. So what's going to happen when the Federal Reserve starts trying to raise interest rates again, trying to normalize its monetary policy? the bubbles are going to pop. And we're already starting to see that volatility in the stock market as the Federal Reserve starts pushing rates up. And when it gets to a certain point, one of those bubbles is going to pop and we're going to have another crash and we're going to have another big recession and the whole cycle is going to start all over again. So this is the thing that you really have to focus on when you're looking at the economy. And like I said, Trump set him up, set himself up as a fall guy because this was going to happen no matter who was president. Hillary, Trump, it doesn't matter. But the politics of it, Trump's going to get the blame. Republicans are going to get the blame. Uh, you know, tax cuts are going to get the blame. The rich are going to get the blame. It's not any of that, it's all Federal Reserve monetary policy. And people really need to understand that. Now, every time I hear these Republicans talking about how great the economy is, I cringe because there's actually a lot of numbers out there that show some pretty significant cracks in the economy. But you know, these don't get reported. Here's one just to, for an example. Uh, this week we got retail sales numbers, and they unexpectedly fell again in February. It was the third straight monthly drop, and the first time the U.S. economy has, has seen three straight months of declining retail sales since 2012. And we also learned that Toys R Us is going to shut down all of its stores. Now, a lot of people blame Amazon for this, and and I'm sure that Amazon had some impact. But here's the fact. That's not what doomed Toys R Us. Debt. Killed Toys R Us. The company leveraged up on easy money after the Fed pushed interest rates artificially low in the aftermath of the dot com bust, and it never recovered. With a massive debt to service, it couldn't invest in updating stores and technology. So, Toys R Us did what the Fed wanted when interest rates were low. You know, it borrowed money. That's what they wanted. They want people to borrow and stimulate the economy. But eventually, that debt has to be paid off. And eventually, those interest rates rise. Here's the dirty little secret. There are thousands of Toys R Us's out there right now, propped up by easy money policies instituted by the Federal Reserve. Now, the central bank is trying to tighten, right? As interest rates creep up, you're going to see a wave of bankruptcies. Corporate net debt-to-earning levels are at record highs. According to the International Monetary Fund, about 20% of U.S. corporates face default if rates rise. That's 20%. And the number of zombie companies has risen above pre-crisis levels, according to the Bank of International Settlements. But the mainstream is going to keep telling you that, oh, the economy is great. It's not. Federal Reserve. Look at the Federal Reserve. I want to touch on one more thing really quick. Tariffs. You know, Trump is all about tariffs, and I don't have time to get into how horrible tariffs are, how horrible a trade war is going to be. But all you have to do to understand this is whenever you hear the word tariff, just think tax. A tariff is a tax, and you don't tax yourself into prosperity. I'm going to put a link in the show notes page to Henry Hazlitt's Economics in One Lesson. It's a short book. It has a fantastic chapter on tariffs and why these trade wars are bad and why we need open and free trade. Ladies and gentlemen, it's really important to learn economics. It'll help you not fall for these economic fallacies that are trotted out by politicians, and it'll keep you from getting caught up in the dumb political games. Because let's be honest, there's not a lot of substantive difference between your mainstream Democrats and your mainstream Republicans, at least not in the policies they implement. Yeah, they differ in degrees, but they're all spinning us into oblivion, they're all taxing us to death, and they're all regulating us to death. We really need to deal with the fundamental problem in America's political culture. That's an overreaching government and a powerful central bank that is manipulating your money and stealing your wealth. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at Amendment And if you haven't done it already, please subscribe to the podcast over at iTunes. You can do it for free. And leave me a nice review. It'll help my reach. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.